0: for another amazing episode of the African Father in America podcast. I am in Seattle, Washington, and uh, I am really, really excited to share with you today's proverb. Our proverb today is from the East African region, uh, but also we are here with a special guest who is coming to us live and direct uh, from the coastal part of Kenya. Our guest today is Oscar Ikinya. Oscar, how are you doing? Say hi to... Our, our viewers and listeners before we continue our conversation.
1: How is everyone doing? I hope uh, everyone is having a good time and you know, I'm excited to be here. I'm happy to have this conversation.
0: Excellent, excellent. Thank you for making the time to join us for today's conversation, Oscar. We are actually uh, live on TikTok, we are live on Facebook, we are live on LinkedIn, we are live here on YouTube as well. And also on Twitter. So if you're watching the show, uh, it doesn't matter where you are. I just want you to, uh, if you're on Twitter, make sure you share this live. Make sure you share this live with the rest of the world so that uh, we can get more people from the village joining us for this conversation. And uh, if you are on YouTube, make sure you also share the live. Uh, Give this video a thumbs up and comment down below. Uh, You know, when you comment, also share with us you know where you are exactly in the world so that uh, we can know who is joining us for today's conversation. As usual uh, for every episode of the African Father in America podcast we have beautiful African proverbs and today is no exception. Our proverb today is really really nice. Uh, it says that experience is a comb which nature gives to men when they are bald. Experience is a comb. Which nature gives to men when they are bald? I want to quickly go to uh, the three nuggets of wisdom that are related to our proverb today. These are the these are the ideas that we picked from these proverbs as potential lessons that you could take away. Uh, and then after that, I'll jump into a conversation with my special guest, who is also going to uh, just give us his own perspective about this proverb. Uh, and then after that, uh, we are going to learn a little more about his work. You know, the work he's doing as the founder of Mwani Africa over there in Mombasa, Kenya. Uh, and, and then we'll continue the conversation like that. But for now, here are the, uh, the three nuggets of wisdom Uh, the first one says that experience is a valuable tool that helps us navigate life's challenges and makes, uh, and helps us make better decisions. unless you, you have experience sometime. I was talking to a friend yesterday, another business owner here in the Seattle area, and, uh, He was, uh, you know, we were talking about just the struggle of starting a business from scratch and how sometimes that experience, you actually pay for it. You pay for it by, you know, eating up losses in your business. You pay for it by, uh, you know, putting in time that you cannot get back, you know. Uh, So uh, what this nugget of wisdom is saying here is that experience is so valuable. It's, It's a tool that can help you navigate life's challenges and make better decisions so once you have an experience you know what you went through and if you're going through a similar situation if you're taking a similar path you will know how to navigate that path Uh, number two this is the second nugget of wisdom it says that we can learn from our mistakes and use our experience to grow and develop as individuals yeah so if you don't learn from your previous mistakes then you still have a lot to learn, you know, uh, and maybe you can't be helped. If you, if, you, if you repeat the same mistakes over and over and over again, uh, maybe, maybe you need to m- try a new path, you know, so that you don't make the same mistakes. Uh, number three, just as a comb helps us to groom and maintain our hair, uh, experience helps us to shape and refine our skills and our abilities. I love that. I love that, Oscar. What do you think about this proverb? You know, experience is a comb, which nature gives to men when they are bald. What does it bring to your mind?
1: Um, well, you see, when you're bald, you you don't need the comb. You 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 probably need the comb more when you're when you have hair. Um, there's a similar um, proverb. I'd relate that to which says that the youth is wasted on on, on the young. Um, when um, so the the experience you see by the time you're you're getting the the knowledge after having gone through the experience you probably are in the know-how and uh, maybe don't have uh, you know much use for the knowledge. But had you had it before? then it's, it's sort of like a, a catch-22 situation where you, you don't really need to get what you, what you want when you want it. Um, that's, that's my humble take.
0: Yeah, I love that. I love that. What you want comes when, you, when, when you're ready for the next experience, when you're ready for the next challenge. I love that. One of the questions I love asking my guests here, Oscar, is uh, for you to take us back to your childhood, maybe when you were 8 to 16 years old, something that when you look back, uh, it actually reminds you of why you do what you do. Uh, for example, with your work, uh, you know, with with Mwani. But I, I also I also know that you've had so many other incredible, but also... Uh, traumatizing experiences in life because I've heard your story multiple times but when you look back uh, at your childhood is there a story that you'd like to share with our audience members today that uh, can you know can just tell them about what inspires and what drives you today as a leader
1: um, like you say my, my life has been a little interesting um, I went to boarding school pretty early at eight years of age, the same age you mentioned. So that brought uh, you know, memories of going to a boarding school. And back then, there was corporal punishments. Um, there was a bit of bullying also. Um, so from eight years up to 18, I've been through boarding school. And one of the lessons I picked very early in life is that no we we are basically by ourselves. Um, we We all aspire to have you no know, support systems, but at the end of the day, when all is said and done you you really have yourself. So it's in your best interest to you know be resilient, to develop yourself, to have your best interests. To be gentle to yourself. A lot of people forget that we are, we are very hard on ourselves, and you know, in the at the end, when all is said and done, um, when the time comes, you will live by yourself. So that's one thing that has stuck to me. Um, like you rightfully said, I've had a future. Uh, I've had a traumatic experience. I am a bomb blast survivor the 98 uh, bombing of the US embassy where over 200 people lost their lives. I happened to be in the building that was next to the embassy, the building that came down came down on us. And out of the 15 people, only five people survived. Um, I'm, I'm really grateful I'm not one of them. So that incident taught me that life is fickle. One minute you're there, the other minute you're not there. Um, so you know um live a good life well, be good to people be good to yourself and you know <laughs> anything can happen anytime what to say thank thank you so much Javan.
0: yeah of course of course thank you thank you uh you know for for all 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 that you do you know for 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 your community now despite despite all that you you had to go through earlier you know in life uh, i want you to just walk us through a bit of the work that Mwani, uh is doing now you know why is this important to you but also when when you are um, when you look at the work you do and the stories you just shared with us and the experiences you went through what is it that makes you most proud that you'd like you know, all our viewers to, to know uh, about the work that you do. What is it about it that makes you most proud?
1: Um, I believe that, no, we were put here to make life a better place. Um, it doesn't, uh, and I'm sorry for the background noise, where, where I am is a bit noisy. Um, I apologize for that. So we, we are put on this earth to make it better. You no, know, to 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 live a better place for our children, if if, if you may. And um, one of my driving forces is you no know, try do good, make an impact where you can. And you no, know, that is what led me to form Mwani Africa. So the the experience I I, um, I shared my terror attack, it made me retire early to the coast, to a life of, you no. Know, I thought I'd just have my small garden and my small goats and, you know, live a peaceful life in the ocean. But then when I uh, moved to the coast, I found a lot of poverty, a lot of need. Um, they practice a bit of agriculture and fishing. No, you know, with the climate change, the fishing is becoming more and more challenging. With agriculture, it only has one rain season. And more often than not, it fails. And then something even you no know, more destructive was happening. There's um, uh, something called an algae bloom, um, an overgrowth of seaweed. Seaweed is a very good thing. The, the fish eat it. It has uh, They say it has 92 of the 102 minerals that you know, the body needs. It's a good thing but when it overgrows...
0: Yeah, we are, we are, we are losing... Uh, also then the... it
1: becomes... No, uh, yeah, it, it smoothers everything and uh, creates dead zones where it goes in its work. Imagine something 20 tons heavy and 9,000 kilometers long. Um, if it comes and sweeps a place, no, you can imagine, and then um, when it ends to the beaches, which is what, what made me aware of it, and starts rotting, you know, it gives off a, a, a dangerous, toxi- toxic, noxious gas. Um, in addition to affecting tourism and livelihoods, nobody wants to go to a beach that is full of you know brown, uh, smelly stuff. So quite a few people have been affected by the same. And, and that made me want to do something about it, which is what led to Money Africa.
0: Yeah, excellent, excellent. Yeah, it's a uh, y- you know, it's uh the product, uh, and you know, the 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 plant that you're talking about, seaweed, uh, which is uh, which is what makes uh, what is it called? It makes um, sea moss, yeah, 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 yeah. The, yeah, the yeah, beauty yeah. Yeah, so yep. it's it's such a powerful, you know, uh, food. You know, it's a very powerful food. But a lot of people in, in Africa, especially Kenya, don't even know about it. So how are you guys educating people locally about it? Because here in the diaspora, it's very popular and people, uh, it's not as popular as I would like to. It's very popular in the black community, you know. Uh and just in the community of people who like natural foods, you know. Um but tell me more, tell me more uh about how you guys are educating no. people locally about it.
1: <laughs> yeah, there there are over two thousand species that have no yet to be commercialized. So the potential is a lot. We um, um you no, know, we are really excited about that. Um so for, for education purposes um, no, I, I, I love going from community to community sensitizing people. Um, Tanzania, our neighbors who are the largest cultivators of seaweed, um, we have two varieties of sea CMOS that are cultivated here. Um, so the Tanzania, I was there last year for their seaweed day and it was amazing to see how it has transformed lives. Um, especially with women and, uh, and and the youth. Um, so, with those pictures, with that narrative, um, I'm able to come here and you know, tell people that you have a resource here, Ocean, and by doing um, something not so difficult, um, seaweed farming is not so difficult, then you're able to earn something from it. The, the community that um, uh, I've tried empowering makes um, beauty products with it, the soaps, the lotions, um, then the food products that, like you mentioned, the the Simos gel, and you no, know, it has it has really transformed lives. You you get to see the the schools that have been built from it, the livelihoods that have been affected, and and ton, um, talking about it, moving from village to village and sharing the experience, you no, know, it's 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 an amazing thing. Yeah, my dream um right now the seaweed farming that happens is in small pockets in the in the south coast so my dream is to fill the whole kenyan ecosystem uh the, the 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 whole kenyan shoreline with with seaweed farms if where it's viable and and hopefully you know positively impact lives it hasn't been an easy journey i'll tell you for sure yeah. um but well nothing good's come easy I think. <laughs> There's, I don't know they've covered that proverb, but they say nothing. So yeah, um, yeah. Um, it's a pretty exciting journey yeah, yeah and it's... it's a journey that yeah that has taken me far. I, I was among the six um, only six people chosen across Africa to pitch in um, in, in February in the oceans Africa in, in Africa, oceans innovation. Uh, challenge in, in Africa, a summit. And and that was pretty exciting uh, for me. Um, I have been invited to the US to give a presentation uh, on the same day, September. I, I, I really hope uh, I can make it. Uh, the resources that are needed, uh, you know, that had to come by. The visas, there also, there's a, a huge backlog of visas. So getting that uh, might be a challenge, but it's a story I want to share with the world. I want people to realize that there's an opportunity here and given the support, um, no, lives can be touched and transformed positively. And not only that, um, Javan, um, I don't know that you're aware, but seaweed has been said to sequester more carbon than um, ocean forests. Uh, I, I mean, I uh, mean forests. So yeah, that I did not know. The, That's really interesting. <laughs> say more about. Yeah, that. so there's, yeah, there's a you no know, climate uh, change mitigation angle to it. There, are actually people who grow seaweed just to sequester carbon, and uh, cool cool the planet. Um, there's also the carbon offset by transforming uh, our food. Um, uh food the demand you see we are growing population now by transforming the the food demand to ocean to the ocean and um, considering uh, seaweed as a, as a source of food just like the asians the asians consume a lot of seaweed in their diets and you know you can easily tell the effect they they don't age as fast so by by offsetting that and considering that it takes quite a bit of uh, You know of carbon to say plant a a, a maize corn or or other food crops Uh, while it takes hardly any carbon at all to do that in the ocean um there's a there's a huge climate angle to it um i did mention about the blooms allow me to talk a bit about that also what happens uh, with the blooms is that we cut down our trees um, we practice, we use inorganic fertilizers in our agriculture. Um, so wind blows the soil to our rivers when it drains the runoff to the rivers together with the inorganic fertilizers. All these end up in the ocean, and it is uh, that that creates a conducive environment for, for the blooms to occur and see if it grows like crazy. Now my thinking is this: if the scientists are saying that some of these inorganic some of these fertilizers that we use, say the phosphates, are going to be extinct, you know the the production is not uh, it's exhaustible at some point.
0: Thank you all for joining us. Uh, This is the Uh, and
1: then recirculate the same uh for fertilizer for our own consumption and arrests uh you know this before they get to the bloom then we'll be mitigating uh the bloom in the first place and we'll be getting back the nutrients in a circular manner um i don't know about you, Javan, but to me that sounds like a win-win it does it does
0: it does it does it does. Thank you, Oscar. And uh, that's a lot of information uh, that I, I just think we need we need to have more and more additional conversation around it. Uh, then thank you to everyone who is joining us on YouTube, everyone who is joining us across uh, the Internet, on TikTok. We are having a conversation here in the African Father in America podcast. My guest is Oscar Ikinya, who is the founder of Mwani, uh and he's sharing with us a lot of information about the work that he does uh back in kenya so if you uh, uh if you haven't subscribed to the channel make sure you do so i think we lost oscar here for a moment i'll just bring him back on. hey oscar welcome back welcome yeah. back um yeah
1: so, so that. yeah no problem happened.
0: No problem. Yeah, so, you know, uh, I want you to just share with everyone who is watching, you know, uh, how they can stay connected with you uh, and also how they can support the work that you're doing and support you so that you can continue doing this incredible work that you do.
1: I thank you so much, Javan, for the opportunity. Um, so I can share my number. Uh, you can always reach me on WhatsApp. My number is plus two five four seven two three seven five four five nine seven. So that's plus two five four seven two three seven five four five nine seven. Or they can write me an email at uh, Mwani. Mwani is seaweed in, in Kiswahili Swahili. dot Africa. At uh, Yahoo dot com. Excellent.
0: So, Oscar, when you think about our conversation today, and also you you do a lot of things. I think if we wanted to talk, we could talk for another two hours, three hours, even the whole day. But is there something specific that you want to talk about in closing that I might that I might have not asked you uh, that you just want to make sure everybody is listening and watching? uh also you know leaves our conversation with today as you know you're parting short
1: um i uh, first let me let me thank you um for the work that you do uh passing on indigenous wisdom um has you know people are starting to realize it i think in the last cop twenty cop uh the, the last cop they they talked about indigenous wisdom uh, quite a bit and you know the proverbs that you pass that is wisdom that was passed from way before um i'd like to you no know, encourage you and, and and thank you for this opportunity um i'd also like to you know get my voice out there um like i'd mentioned i've been invited to the u.s and um you know, i I'm, I'm in <laughs> I'm in need of the resources. Um, if anybody, anywhere, can think of how, um, you no, know, our voice can get outside there, and you know, and it, it it will be touching quite a few lives, quite quite a number of lives, inclu- including you no, know, the world, um, the U.S. where you are, Javan is has suffered from these blooms, Tagasam blooms, and Um, by sharing some of my innovations with them. um, Maybe, no, I could say something that could help someone, someone. Uh, But all said and done, I am really grateful for this. And maybe look forward for another opportunity where I can come on stage. Thank you for having me.
0: Of course, uh, Oscar. And I know that uh, today, we, you know, I didn't prepare well for this conversation. If I knew it was you coming to the show, I would have been m- much better prepared because uh, there's a lot that we could have covered. Uh, so we we have to do part two. You know, we have to do part two where you are at a quiet place where the internet is stable. And uh, I am also ready because, uh, you know, I, I think... Outside of all the work you do, you're—I think—you're also uh, a historian. You have a lot of information, uh, and especially about Kenya, you know, about nature, about sustainability, uh, and also just dealing with trauma and healing and so many things. So I just want to commend you. Um, I have personally, you know, benefited from your efforts. You know, I have personally consumed the CMOS from the farms and the projects that you work with. Uh, I've shared it with a number of my friends here in the US who are also in the CMOS business. They've, they've tested the quality of the CMOS from uh, the part of Kenya where you come from and they love it. So, uh, you know, I, I look forward to continuing to connect, collaborate and do more together. So just keep up, uh, you know, the work that you do. And uh, we will. We This is your platform if you have other other moments where you're doing a big project that you want people to know about, you know, don't hesitate to reach out. Uh, Santisana, <laughs> Santisana,
1: thank you, Jimmy.
0: yes, yes. So, um, this marks the end of our time together today. Before we go, I just want to remind everyone who is watching about the Madaraka Festival, uh, that is happening uh, on May May 16th in New York. May 21st in uh, Atlanta, May 24th in Dallas, and May 26th in Seattle. Uh, Send me a DM if you want to learn more, but go to madarakafestival.com and get your tickets before they run out. Oscar, Asante sana, have a beautiful rest of your evening. I've always dreamt of retiring where you retired, so if you have a piece of land there, let me know. Ah, take care of yourself.
1: Hopefully, when you come, the business will be much cleaner. thank you so
0: much. Ah, take care. Blessings. Africa,
1: you are listening to African Father in America podcast by Simon Javano live from Seattle, Washington.